This is the EMG Podcast Spotlight Interview with your host, Mike Salpa. Are you familiar with the world of boudoir photography? Coming from the French for a women's dressing room, boudoir is a professional photography style that is intimate, sensual, and as you'll soon learn, empowering. Boudoir inspires the intimacy of this genre. In this Spotlight interview, I sit down with EMG brand partner, Anya Day, the owner of Anya Photo Photography. And Anya's studio specializes in this vastly expanding world of boudoir. She is as talented as you'll soon hear, graceful. She is passionate about her craft and is driven by the empowerment her clients experience going through the process. We chat about her life journey, uh, beginning humbly in Russia, all the way to the convergence of her artistry, passion, and business that led to what I consider to be her calling. This interview is very enlightening to any EMG bride interested in exploring this creative photography and serves to dispel any misconceptions or hesitations one might feel when pondering taking the leap. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this thoughtful conversation with Mrs. Anya Day. Ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting here with the lovely, the usually very calm, Miss Anya Day. Anya, how are you? I am excellent. Thank you so much for having me here. Of course, our pleasure. Um, so Anya is our one of our vendor uh, partners specializing in boudoir photography. Boudoir. I had a, a long time to try to like learn how to say that word. Boudoir. A, a boudoir. Am I saying it wrong? No, I think you're saying it right. Well, you say but it you're, much you're, more. Well, I'm just kind of smooth saying it. Boudoir. Yeah, boudoir. Boudoir. Very yeah. good. Um, so as I often do, I'll, I'll ask you in a soundbite who you are. But before we get to any of that, I'm going to jump right into the topic here because, you know, when we sit down and we talk with our video partner or our cigar roller, it's a bit more straightforward. And I think with boudoir, uh, there's always this kind of feeling that I've seen in people. And then I've watched you just sort of peel back the layers and put people at ease. So my, my first question is, why do people find this so empowering? That is an excellent question. So the reason I think it's because, well, people, specifically women, those are our clients, they find it empowering because they're looking to feel good in their skin. As women, we tend to kind of overanalyze ourselves. We question our bodies, the, the, the image that we're supposed to look a certain way. And during a boudoir shoot, you kind of find your true beauty. You may not think like, oh, maybe, oh, I could never be sexy. But during a boudoir shoot, we kind of talk you through it, explain everything and, you know, show you how to be sexy, show you how to be confident. And when you see the result, that's what makes you feel empowered. So many of our clients, after they see their photos, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that's me. I can't believe right. I, I can actually look this beautiful. People say, I've never looked this beautiful ever in my entire life. So it just gives them a sense of well, they're learning, self-worth. They're learning yeah. that they had a gear that maybe they didn't know about, right? They've yeah. unlocked something about their personality. Perhaps I should have started with, how do you define it? How do you, if I said to you, like, what is boudoir? Because the first time I met you, I was like, you, uh, a be what? You know, like, so how do you, how do you actually define what it is? Well, 
there is a way that I define it for our style of boudoir photography. It's an elegant, <laughs> just like you guys, yeah. uh, elegant, timeless, beautiful, uh, sensual, intimate experience through photography, specifically for a female. Got it. Yeah. That's, a, that's a perfect way of, of putting it. Uh, so now let me go back. Mm -hmm. Who are you, the person in a soundbite? <laughs> Oh gosh, um, who am I? Well, I, I am a boudoir photographer. I am this woman from Russia who came here as a little girl. I'm also a mother of two beautiful girls. I am a ball full of fun energy and I call myself the, the joyful goddess. <laughs> the joyful goddess, wow, that is, a, that is quite the soundbite. I yeah. love that. Um, talk to me a little bit about you, Russia. I know that you were Russian. I don't know that I knew that you were born in Russia. Yes. So how old were you when you emigrated and kind of what, what, yeah. what's that story? So the story, I was 12 years old and I moved here from Moscow. Um, why? Here, why? Uh, <laughs> so my parents are divorced. Yep. My mom remarried and we basically moved here to start a better life. And uh, at the time, maybe I wasn't quite sure why it was happening, but I'm so grateful it happened because I think the opportunities in America are so much better specifically for female empowerment and right. just this type of photography and just being a woman in this country, I have a lot more freedom than I would have back in Russia. Were, so. At the time, were you scared? I was terrified. I didn't speak English. And, and you're not exactly at the youngest age where language comes, you know, yeah. you weren't five or something, no. you were 12. But thankfully, language did come easy for me. I, I think it took maybe about a year to learn it. Wow. I used to watch, I Love Lucy. And that's how you learned English. <laughs> that's how I learned English. I, I, at one point I was watching an episode and I finally started to understand the jokes. I'm like, oh, I think I'm getting it. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I guess language came easy and right. I just went with it. Was your, was your mom's, uh, her second marriage, what was the tie to like, not only America, but New Jersey, or was it truly, we just like, we're picking um, up and we're going? It was kind of like his family moved out here however many years ago, and... Um, so he had family he, in the area. Yeah, he already had family here, so we were basically reuniting with the family, right. and that was our ticket in... So do you still have, I imagine you still have family, plenty of family in Russia, right? Yes. Do you visit? Do you go back? Or, yes. Yeah? Um, so, well, I have, I'm not going to Russia, not anytime soon. Yeah. My dad still lives there. Um, I also have a half sister, but she's currently in Germany and I'm actually going in a week and a half. I'm going to visit her in Ger Germany and my dad is meeting us there. Oh, that's so nice. we're, we're kind of, that's how we, sure. we kind of get to see each other. We, we meet in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. We just meet in your. I meet my parents in like Hackensack, well, but that's that's, that's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so you move here at twelve, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you are put into school, which I'm sure could not have been an easy endeavor. Mm, yeah. Um, how did that experience uh, shape sort of your creativity? Uh, or were you always creative as a kid or did you, was it something learned through isolation or mm -hmm. how did that come to be? So I was always a creative kid. Mm -hmm. I was, my sister was the brains and I was the creative one. Yeah. Um, and I was always doodling, drawing and I took a couple of cl uh, drawing classes. I had put together a portfolio through high school and then submitted it to some colleges. I went to Mason Gross School of Art at the Rutgers University. Mm -hmm 
for fine arts, and through there I found photography, um, concentrated in photography, and then have a degree in photography. But the love for photography came from, I would say, my dad. As a kid growing up in Russia, he had this camera, and he would, um, it was a film camera, he would develop uh, the negatives and the prints in our bathroom. A tiny little bathroom, we'd block out all the windows, we'd have the red light on and develop the pictures and I used to just watch them and it was just like magic, you know, yeah. putting the paper in all the different chemicals and I thought it was so, just so much fun. So when I was in college, I'm like, I want to try that right. and that was it. Forget painting, drawing, photography was it for me. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of a lost art, right? I mean, yeah. do, have you ever dabbled with that since? You know, Unfortunately or, no? not, yeah. uh, it just takes forever. <laughs> Too many chemicals. Yeah, uh, I've always wanted to try it again. It's just like you need space and you know it's a time. Whole thing. It's a whole thing, right? Yeah. So you're in school. So mm -hmm. you knew obviously from an early age that you wanted to pursue creativity or art as a yeah. career. Mm -hmm. Did you see yourself like where did where did uh, seventeen year old Anya say? All right, you know, ten years from now, this is where I'm going to be in art or something. Yeah, I had no idea and. Funnily enough, joke on all of us fine arts students, our dean, the, the person who was giving us the speech at our graduation, he's like, well, good luck. You're never going to make any money as artists. And that's, that's the message you want to give, And right? I'm like, well, you could have said something before we picked this degree. And uh, so I was terrified. I didn't really have any kind of photography job going into it. We right. were just doing... Um, I waitressed for many years, had all different types of jobs, but I did do a couple of photography gigs here and there just for fun, for friends. Um, and then in 2008, when the market crashed, I lost my job. I was working at an art gallery back then. Um, Doing what? As an administrative assistant. Okay, um, so nothing too, too artsy, but it was still in the field. And then my husband, boyfriend at the time, he's like, okay, time to do something with your degree. Right. And I did. I applied to a wedding company um, and they hired me for photography, for photography right. as a wedding photographer, as a starter. And that's how I started, built my portfolio, um, got enough clients to kind of go on my own. Yeah. And when I had enough, I went full time. And then I, I shot weddings for 10 years. Yeah, we were talking about that recently. We had lunch and you were saying like, you looked back on some of your work and you're like, oh, I was pretty good at yeah, this. Yeah, I you think know? I was pretty good, yeah. What was your experience like? Uh, did, you, did you enjoy working for another company? I'm sure there were, and by the way, as is ever the case with the world of EMG expansion, our construction team, I don't know if it's coming through the mics or not. They're like drilling in the background. <laughs> we did not know that was gonna happen, so I apologize. That's fine. Um, did you, I'm sure you learned a lot about like, oh, this is stuff... Uh, practices in this business that I really like. Mm -hmm. These are things that I, I dislike. Did you take anything from that experience, uh, you know, whether knowingly or not at the time and kind of incorporate it into your own business today? So I think I was with them only for about a year or so until I went on my own. The, I, I really didn't know squat about business right. as an artist you know you really don't know so I'm self-taught you just kind of figure it out right. as you go constantly learning going to workshops seminars trade shows um talking to other photographers like oh what are you doing what, what class are you taking where can I learn so I didn't really learn from them it was really mostly through trade shows and got taking it. classes and things like that got it so when you go off on your own though are you it's it's still in the in the world of wedding photography yeah I went on my own 
known in wedding photography full time. And besides weddings, I used to do um, families, maternity, newborn babies, like everything under the roof. And I don't know at what year, maybe year three, four, I stumbled upon boudoir. Yeah, how did you find that exactly? Like, I'm trying to remember specifically, but I think it was like some kind of class that I saw, yep. and it was by Krista Mayola, and she was a boudoir photographer, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I can add this as an add-on service for my bridal clients, right. because a lot of women would like to do a boudoir shoot for their fiance or you know husband-to-be for the wedding day as a gift, and so I started adding it as an add-on service for my bridal clients and then they started telling their friends about it and then non-bridal clients showed up and um, you know starting this out in New Jersey I was a little bit nervous for some reason I thought like it wouldn't really pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, I Boy, have, were you wrong about I was, that? Right? I was wrong. Yeah. yeah and then this like women empowerment, empowerment movement started to happen and I, I just realized how important this is mm-hmm. for women to experience you know, their beauty, to feel good in their skin. And I just fell in love with it. Yeah, so you, I was going to say, you were very lucky in that you had you had to found a passion that was probably outweighing the wedding stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and also there was a market for it. So it was yeah. kind of like a, a great intersection. Did Was it a slow transition of like, hey, just my boudoir stuff is, is picking up as wedding stuff is coming down? Or was it a purposeful shift? It was a very purposeful shift. So this was just about six years ago. And I am about eight months pregnant with my second daughter. And I've already taken the boudoir class with Kristen. She's coached me for other business things, how to grow my boudoir business. And she happened to call me and she's like, you know what? Um, I'm offering another class. Uh, it's basically like a mentorship um, to take your boudoir business to the next level. Is that something that you might be interested in? And I'm sitting there, (laughs) pregnant belly, trying to make this decision. And I kind of started to get a feeling that I really didn't want to do weddings anymore Mm -hmm. because weddings are on weekends and I'm missing all the fun things with my kids and my family. And it's very draining physically on my body. And, you know, I just... You know, there's a lot of stress and things like that. I kind of lost the love for weddings. Right. But I really, really gained a huge love for boudoir photography because it's flexible hours. I'm in my own studio. I, it's during the week. I, I could be home for dinner. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I made the decision that I am no longer doing weddings mm-hmm. and that I am only going to focus on boudoir. And it was really hard to make that decision because weddings was my first baby. Sure, right. And all of a sudden, I'm just letting it go. So I kind of said to myself, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll just kind of like keep weddings if they pay me like $10,000 for a wedding. Maybe I will only do it then. And of course, I got booked for a $10,000 wedding and I still wasn't happy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay, that's a sign. I'm not happy. And then COVID hit, and that wedding got pushed to 2021. And when she called me, she's like, oh, are you available? We need to reschedule our wedding. I didn't even look at the calendar. I'm like, of course I'm available. I'm like, this is the only wedding I'm doing. <laughs> right, she right. didn't know it, but it doesn't matter. I'm like, this is my last wedding I'm doing. I'm available. And when it was time for the wedding, it was on Mother's Day. <laughs> So so it was literally like, yep, done with weddings. I'm not doing them anymore. Um, So that's kind of how that transition happened. Right. And so I didn't, I hadn't realized this, but when you and I met, uh, 
or when our companies met, I should say, you had only really just been in boudoir for, it had to be less than a year. So because I started doing boudoir earlier on right. as an add-on for my wedding clients, I've been doing boudoir for about eight years. Yeah, I meant full-time. Not, like, uh, not full-time, but... So, yeah, I think full, full-time. Right, right, Like, right. without the weddings, yeah, probably. Yeah, about and as, a year as or fate two. would have it. So yeah. We are very selective, obviously, with our uh, vendor partners. Mm -hmm. And you were one of the first, if not the first, when this idea came to us, like we should offer vendors uh, to our clients that have like a similar ethic, a similar aesthetic, uh, similar process. And so it is a very selective process. However, how you and I met was was so <laughs> bizarre, right? We, we went yeah. to a trade show. Um, we had only owned EMG for a couple of months at that point. You were in your first full year of doing this. Uh, we went to this trade show where people from all over attend, and we just happened to pull into the same parking garage. It was raining. It was raining like a few <laughs> blocks away. Yeah. I didn't know you. You didn't know me. And I, I think I had an umbrella or yeah. something, right? And it was just like we walked to this trade show <laughs> <Yep>. together. <laughs> and then our booths were right next to each mm -hmm. other, and we kind of talked throughout the day, only to find out that we were only 10 minutes away. Like mm -hmm. our, our operations were only 10 minutes away. And um, when I saw your work, it was like, oh, this is a no-brainer. You have a, um, it's so funny because every time that we've done something like this where I've like forced you to like go on camera or sit here for a podcast, <laughs> yeah. you get jittery. But uh -huh. there is something very calming about you. So mm -hmm. I, uh, not in those moments, but yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I understand why clients feel very at ease with working with you. But the actual quality of the work is stellar. It was incredible. And I think five or six years ago, I, that was the first time I had ever heard of boudoir, but it was not as commonly um, accessible or known about, I think, as it is now. I mm -hmm. see a lot of photographers in our industry who are also adding that to their their wedding vertical. And uh, it's, it's more common, but I still haven't seen any work that's as good as yours. Thank you. And so my question is, is how would you describe your style? Well, I think... When we did the soundbite, it is a little bit about my style. I try to keep it elegant, simple in a beautiful way, timeless. Mm -hmm. No fuss about the extra stuff. My focus is on the woman. My, my whole goal is to just bring out her essence. My focus is on making her feel good, the experience for herself to just like have fun and enjoy it. It's really not even so much about the photos, although it is, that is the product right. that but I am offering. it's more about the experience. It is the experience. Yeah. That is my number one goal, is for her to feel good, for her to come out, be like, wow, I did that. I can't believe I did that. And for her to have this memory, if she's, you know, look, looks back at it, you know, 10, 10 years from now, oh my God, that was me. That was my, my youth, my beauty. And it, it comes like um, a stepping stone for her to move forward with confidence. Right. And if she ever forgets, she has those photos to look like, yeah, that's me. Right. I got this even on a low day, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, I, with, with no disrespect, I'm going to say some words that maybe I'm not couching this correctly, but I think if just your casual person had never seen it before yep. and they come across it, mm -hmm. you know, there is a, there is a, a certain um, risque nature, right, yes. of, of the photos. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I think there's in the field of boudoir, there's there's a fine line between tasteful mm -hmm. and like mm, cringy, right? Yeah. And and from what I've seen, you know, when I ask about your style or your work, it's 
I've never seen anything that crosses over to the the, yeah. the cringy side mm-hmm. or the you know that's not really nice. It's all yeah. very classy and elevated and elegant, mm-hmm. and um, that coupled with the idea of this like experience is what made you a natural partner with EMG because that's really what we try to do too, right? It's all about like, the yeah, the end product is a mm-hmm. DJ, a right, band or right. whatever. But it's really about the experience that you have uh, of immersing yourself in this time period as being an EMG bride or, or going f- to you for boudoir. So if, if our clients are listening and, and they're considering this, you know, what should they be thinking about? I mean, you've given them a lot already about like, okay, it's about empowerment and learning things. But I've watched personally and professionally, people that are like hard nose on this, including Mm -hmm. my wife, right? (laughs) Like I am not doing this. Uh And then you like Jedi mind trick them. (laughs) Um, But they come out of the experience Uh exactly as you said. So what would you say to the person that's sitting there going like, I'm sure the work is lovely, but I could never do this myself. Right. So a lot of women, I would say actually most women come to me saying, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Mm -hmm. I may want to, but I'm not sure. And a lot of women are afraid that it has to involve full nudity or it has to be a certain way or they're afraid that they don't know how to pose or they're afraid that someone else is going to see it that's not supposed to see it. These are all like the misconceptions of boudoir, that it's going to be raunchy. Um, So what we do, it's done in a very tasteful way without crossing a line. It doesn't have to be shared with anyone except for you and your special someone. Um, You don't have to worry about posing because we take care of that for you. I consider myself an expert at posing women. And I've never met anyone that I wasn't able to like make look good or feel good. And if they're worried about like, well, why would I ever want this? Well, your clients specifically are brides. This is a perfect opportunity to give him that special something that maybe is unexpected. Maybe it's a little bit out of your comfort zone. And it, a lot of brides that come to me, they come to me as like, okay, maybe I want to give it as a gift. But then they realize it's a gift for themselves because right. they just come out of it more confident, more beautiful. I remember there was, there was this one bride um, after her photo shoot, she had like a bridal shower or something that she went to and she comes to me and she's like, oh my gosh, Anya, I was at my bridal shower and when they were taking pictures, I was doing this and this and I remember the chin and I remember how to breathe and I felt so good and confident and I knew exactly what I was doing and thank you so much. So like life skills, life skills, <laughs> literally like how to look good in front of a camera. Cause you know, we're always taking pictures and if you feel confident that you can, look good without worrying about it that's that's huge uh my team here johnny can we pull up anya's website on the on the wall i want to look at a couple of different things here so my question and we can pull up the work maybe if you want to use it or not but uh how much because i've seen i've been in your studio and i was amazed because i was i was well versed in your work prior to ever coming to your studio and i couldn't believe <laughs> all of these photos mm-hmm. were in this like t- it's not tiny, but it's like there's I would look at it and go, okay, there's one wall, there's a sheet and a couch. And like you create this portfolio yeah. of just like vastness. So how much right. of a client's personality inspires your creativity or what you bring out? And if we go to the gallery here, um, yeah. you can answer that question if yeah. you want to use some of these specifically. But you know, just how how do you let the clients um, 
personality influence the the end result? Yes, of course. So just like I mentioned before, it's not a, I, I don't like the stuff, the fluff. And yes, I have like a couch, a chair, a white wall, a dark wall. Yeah. I don't want a lot of stuff. I want it to be about the woman, right? <laughs> right? right. Um, and in terms of personality, I always talk to my clients prior to the session. We have a very um, deep conversation about who she is or who she may want to try to be, if there's anything that she's unsure about, but maybe we'll, we can try it. And if it works, it works. Right. And I always make it work. So, it, you know, or maybe what's her husband into? Maybe there is a special surprise, like, you know, if the guy's into uh, football, maybe wear a, a sports football jersey or something like that. I like to include those things. But really... Um, for someone who's super shy and very conservative, there's still a way to do a boudoir shoot without without all the lingerie. It right. could just be, she's actually, I think, wearing, a, a, this one specifically, wearing um, a bathing suit. It's just like a one-piece black bathing suit. So right. she's, re she's really not showing much, but it's sexy, it's beautiful, it's timeless, it's gorgeous, all those things, yeah. you know? Well, and the, I think creatively, right, like the use of lighting here is just like so well done yes. that it brings those, her features, that, that, uh, personality through in this photo. What does the process look like? So, okay, I'm interested in, in doing this, which mm -hmm. I think I would look hilarious doing this. <laughs> we tried. We did, we did try. <laughs> I do remember. Um, what? So somebody reaches out to you. What's the process? The process. So they reach out to me. We schedule a phone call or a Zoom meeting where we kind of go through why she's doing it. Yep. And if she just says, oh, it's a gift for my husband, I always ask more questions. I'm always trying to dig a little deeper. Is that the wrong answer? No, it's not. Okay. It's on, not sorry. the wrong answer, but there's more to it. And that's why I'm asking more questions and digging deeper and maybe putting more ideas into her head of why it could be more important than just a gift for him. Right. I'm trying to make her understand why it's a gift for herself because it's a discovery of your own per like personality, persona. And, um, you know, then we talk about outfits and if she has no idea like oh I'm a bride I'm just starting out I have no idea I will give her ideas we right. usually do about five different outfits and well if you're a bride definitely do a bridal look um, if you're going to do a bridal look then do a black look yeah. a black one could be something really um, sexy something that you've never tried before but go for it why the heck not um, then we'll do maybe like a fun color one, whether it's a red or a blue or whatever looks good on your skin tone. And then I say, let's do some non-lingerie pieces that could be a sweater, a white button-down shirt, or it could be that football jersey right. or whatever, whether it's themed or not, just something other than lingerie. Um, because it's nice to have some photos of yourself that you can actually not be ashamed of posting because like you said, some of the photos are more risque and maybe, you know, maybe the person is more conservative, but they still want to show those pictures to people because they're so proud of them. Right. So like a sweater photo could be nice. Right. And so that part of the process, right, your conversation is kind of essential to the relationship, I think, in both putting people at ease and for you to kind of know what their end goal is, yeah. right? And so once that happens, then what? Well, we schedule the shoot, yep. and um, I make my clients create a Pinterest board, just like 
all the brides love to do. They yeah. create their wedding Pinterest board. So I tell them to create a boudoir Pinterest board with ideas on poses, hair, makeup, outfits, things like that, just so she can kind of start to get a sense of like, what she really wants to do. Because it's not about what I want her to look like. I want to understand what her vision is. And I'm not saying that I'm going to copy these photos that she um, No, but inspirationally. Pinned. Inspiration, just so we get a vibe. Um, and, you know, we have another call just to kind of go over last minute details before her shoot just to make sure she's ready she has all her outfits um she has her jewelry shoes ready and I give her some last minute tips like you know make sure to do body scrub moisturize things like that don't forget to drink water stay hydrated get a good night's sleep do not skip breakfast that is very important because you need energy for the day because right. it's it is uh I think we start around 10 a.m., we'll finish around 2, so it's, it's a long it's process. A stretch, yeah. 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 And so they come in, I know they have their hair and makeup done, yes. right? That's, in, that's, that's kind included. Of all with hair it. Hair and makeup is included, um, you know, a glass of champagne so you could sit back and relax. Our stylists, they always stay through the entire session, so we do touch-ups, so we may start off with a lighter, more natural look, and then maybe as we go, maybe add a fun lip color or more drama to the eyes, so you really get to experience what it's like to be a super model for a day because right. you just get like you're really just there to have fun and you have all these people kind of like making sure you look beautiful and perfect throughout the entire time yeah that's incredible and then the end result right then they get to kind of look through the the work and, yeah. and select favorites and, mm -hmm. and do what they will with them right absolutely prints yeah. or digital or yeah, yeah. Specifically for weddings, our bridal clients, well, actually, I would say even 99% of our clients, they choose an album. Um, so for a bridal client, it's great because the album is the gift for the groom. Yep. And depending on what package they pick, it's, it could be an album with digitals or with a bigger canvas. Um, so there is a process of looking through the photos and picking out their favorite photos. And there's one thing I want to add. So I don't know if this differentiates me or not. I feel like it does. When we are looking at the photos, I don't allow negative self-talk during that process because you know, women, as I mentioned, are self-critical and it's so easy to say, oh no, my butt's too big or, you know, like, oh gosh, my face and this one. I don't allow that. If, if a woman, all right, okay, all right. <laughs> it, no, and there is a reason for that. When a woman says something like that, I take a minute. I'm like, Hey, let's, you know, take a minute, give yourself grace. Let's only say if you either love it or you like it, mm -hmm. you don't need to tell me why you don't like it. Keep that for yourself in the mirror. Cause you do that every day anyway, but for the next 10 minutes, Let's just focus on the positive. And I think that's also part of the experience because that is just another way of boosting her confidence. And if there is a photo, and there's usually a lot that I strongly feel about during the preview and ordering session, I will tell her about it. I'm like, I love this because you look confident or you look you know, really beautiful here or you, you're really shining with your smile here. And it just uh, gives them a different perspective of looking at their own photos and like, oh yeah, you're right. Maybe I do look good here. Right, right. Let me ask you this. Do you prescribe to your own medicine? And the reason why I asked that question is I know that you recently had a milestone birthday where you yourself were the subject in a boudoir shoot. Yeah. And I know this because you posted it publicly. Yeah. Was the experience... Um, 
re-enlightening for you going through it, like as the client, not as the photographer? And did you uh, did you keep your thoughts positive? And, and what was that like for you personally? Yeah, so 100%. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, so I recently turned 40 and I wanted to do a photo shoot for myself. So I hired a boudoir photographer and going into it, I was a little bit nervous and I'm like, oh, I'm going to work out. I'm not going to eat. I'm going to eat salad for like a month. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, I worked out, but I, I didn't get to where I wanted to get. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll just, you know, take my own medicine and yeah, yeah. go into it uh, with confidence or, you know, maybe not with confidence, but knowing that I'll come out of it with gained confidence again, because I need to practice what I preach. So I just went in with an open heart, open mind, and she photographed me and seeing the result, I'm like, huh, you know, it is beautiful. And whatever the imperfections are there, that they're fine and I accept them uh, for what they are. And I also know that you know, just give it a couple of years and look to look back at it, it's going to look even better. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Because my first boudoir session ever I did when I was 31, so that was nine years ago, and I had a very similar experience. I was really nervous. I didn't know what to expect then. And um, coming out of it, I loved the outcome, but there were a couple of photos that I wanted to criticize my body. And I went to my photographer. I'm like, can you edit that out? And she's like, no. I'm like, what do you mean no? She's like, it's beautiful. Don't touch it. Just give yourself some time. I promise you, you're going to love it. And here I am looking back at those pictures and I'm like, oh my God, she was so right. So I take that to heart and I make sure to teach that lesson to my clients as do well. Do you think that that's something that you'll do moving forward, you know, at periodically to kind of remind yourself what it's like to be on the other side of the lens? 100%. Right? I, I would 100%. assume that that's important to the to the craft. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just to experience what it's like to be on the other side, well, you do feel nervous. And those, nerv those nerves, I'm like, okay, now I know what my client feels like. And there's self-doubt. We all experience that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like no matter how high or how far you go, there's always self-doubt. And although I teach these lessons to my clients, there are there are low days. There are days where uh, I may not look like the way I look, but then I just kind of go back to that experience of that session and be like, you know what? I do look good. I am confident. I am going to step forward in a positive, you know, energy and bring this positive positivity into sure. the world and bring my happy goddess energy, right? right. Um, it's also fun. It is such a fun experience. You just get dressed up, get your hair and makeup done and, you know, look great. It's it's so much fun. I have a very deep question okay, that I'm going to ask go. you, and I'm going to have to give it some context, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I grew up, uh, I have a brother, mm -hmm. right? I grew up in a house of boys. Mm -hmm. uh, I also grew up in a family of very strong women. Mm -hmm. And so over the last, you know, 10 years, call it, with the horrific uh, public, you know, the Me Too stuff and, and all of that, yeah. I was kind of naive and ignorant to like just how poorly <laughs> the treatment of women are because like that didn't fly in my house. But because of that, I never really stopped to think about the plight, right, or the stuff. And when I sit down with someone like you, who clearly, even at the top of this interview, really uh, purposely thinks about sort of like women's empowerment and what that experience of going through life as a woman is, I'm, I'm going to ask you 
how do you empower your girls, your daughters? And I'm asking you that as a soon-to-be father of a daughter. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank yes. You. That is a really great question. It is one of my number one goal goals uh, for my girls, for them to grow up and be confident in themselves and specifically in their bodies. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately did not grow up like that. I grew up, uh, my older sister, she's very thin and she's been thin her entire life, like abs, flat stomach, not my case. I'm, I'm a little, I have a little bit more shape. I've always had a little belly. Mm-hmm. My parents would always, you know, maybe not necessarily make fun of me, but they would poke at my belly or say certain things or don't eat that cookie. And, you know, growing up with the, the, the magazines and the TV and just kind of not accepting myself for who I am and thinking that I'm not enough and that I have to be someone else. And through my work, I've discovered how to accept myself. So now as they're growing up, I make sure I don't do that. Do that. Right. Specifically, so my little one, and literally my girls are kind of like me and my sister. My older one is stick thin and tall. And my little one, not that she's chubby, but she's got a little bit more shape to her. And uh, But my little one loves my squishy belly. She <laughs> freaking loves it. She'll come up to me and she's done this ever since she was a baby. She would just smush her face in there and she'll come up to me. She'll play like Play-Doh with my belly. And she's like, mom, why is your belly so squishy? And the first time she did it, I was like, oh God, oh no, oh. But then I'm like, she's my baby. I'm going to let her. She grew up in there. This right. is technically hers um, or for a while. And I kind of let go of it and I still let her do it. And we just, you know, if she ever comes up to me, I just let her. And she, she says, why do you have a squishy bill? I'm like, well, you live there. This is my body. This is how I am. And it's perfectly fine. So that's just my little, like so far, that's how we talk about these things. Right, like, right. It's just acceptance it's just, of just it's normal. It's just acceptance. Right. It's normal. I don't hide from them. And if they ever ask me any questions, I just try to explain it the best I can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, my kid will have to do that with my belly because my <laughs> wife is also very stick thin. But uh, that's okay. That's okay. But there's just <laughs> conversations that you can have with them. Right. Yeah. It's a daunting task, right? It's, yeah. it's to think about now, like I'm responsible for a, a, a girl to be woman in yeah. this world. It's like it's brought on a whole new host of anxieties uh, I've yeah. never had before. Big so. fear. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Which is great, which is wonderful. Well, yeah. you've said it all. A, a Russian girl learning language from I Love Lucy, coming here and really taking sort of your experience in life and then applying it to like a craft into a business. It's really a very, uh, it's a convergence of, of um, luck, hard work. And like, it's, I just think like that you are made for what you're doing. Thank you. Which is amazing. I can't let you get out of here though. Um, without going through a little session, I like to call quick questions. Are you oh, ready God. to play? Yes. Now, the, the caveat here is you got to be quick. You can't think. All right. It's kind of quick. Ready? Okay. What is your favorite color? Can't Pink. think. Pink. What is your favorite food? Sushi. Who do you text the most? Uh, my husband. Favorite number? Nine. What's your go-to pastime? Netflix. Who? Okay. <laughs> the Crown. We were just talking about yeah. that. Um, who is your hero? My mom. Love that. Uh, what is your favorite body part? My legs. All right. What is your favorite type of weather? 
Weather, springtime. Vanilla or chocolate? Chocolate. And if you were booking your wedding today, who would you book, Anya? <laughs> EMG. Exactly. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, for you. those watching in the Facebook group, we're going to hang on here just for a quick second. For those listening on the podcast, uh, where can people find you and what should they do if they're interested in learning more? Our website is anyaphoto.com. That is A-N-Y-A-F-O-T-O. Our Instagram is anyaphotoboudoir. I'm not going to spell that. <laughs> so you guys I don't know can that I can it. spell that. Like it's B-O-U-D-O-I-R. I, I didn't go to grammar school, so you know. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find us. Excellent. Thank you, Anya, so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. You can find us at elegantmusicgroup.com or on Instagram at elegantmusicgroup.